Hoop 7 proudly brings to you Basketball Hustle, featuring your host, the writer, Chris Pike, and the scoring machine, Sean Redditch. Now it's time for another episode of Hoops Heaven's Basketball Hustle. Okay, hello and welcome to Hoops Heaven's Basketball Hustle special bonus episode this week where I'm joined by my old co-host to announce our Redditch Basketball Player of the Year for the NBL 22 season. We'll get his thoughts on the NBL finals as well, get his thoughts on Brian Gorgian, get his thoughts on Bryce Cotton, get his thoughts on the streak ending. Sean, thanks for joining me once again. Oh, thanks for having me, Pikey. It's uh, good to be here too. Yeah, always good to good to hear hear from you. Uh, before we get into some basketball talk, you've had a, a rough couple of weeks. Are you are you feeling back to close to being normal now? Yeah, no, hundred percent back. Uh, got my energy back, so uh, it's uh, thankful. Feeling feeling better, but um, yeah, it wasn't uh, kind of bad timing in the middle of school holidays and camp, middle, trying to run camp yeah, and all of, that stuff. Middle of, but, the uh, middle of your camps, it was it was horrible timing kind of one of those things you were like, oh, I can get it any time, but not during school <laughs> holidays, but uh, that's fantastic. Coaches uh, helping me out, so able to get through that. Um, now on the other side, I guess uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, can uh, continue to stay healthy. Yep, fingers crossed. All right, Sean, so anyone who's followed our show will know that you've been giving the votes in the Player of the Year Award, thanks to Redditch Basketball, each and every week of the, of the NBL season. It was a thrilling finish last year. I think you might have planned it. It turned out amazingly that Tyler Harvey and Bryce Cotton finished on the equal amount of votes last year, and we, we put the votes out to our listeners, and they decided Bryce Cotton as the winner. A pretty similar thing this year, actually, actually, Sean. Your leaderboards got very tight. The last few weeks, it came down to, no surprise, Jalen Adams and Bryce Cotton. So your votes in round 21, Bryce Cotton got the one vote, Josh Adams two votes, Xavier Munford three votes, Xavier Cook's four votes to Jim McCall the five votes. You have a pretty good knack of getting these things right. When you see the final leaderboard and Jalen Adams is the winner on thirty-three votes, Bryce Cotton on thirty-two, you're pretty happy with how it turned out. Look, I'm probably a little bit biased in that uh, I get to watch Bryce Cotton live each week. But the fact that Jalen Adams won to me probably that's how it should be. Um, yeah, the fact that his team is playing in the grand final, um, I thought he was the difference maker for that team as well. And, uh, you know, I think he's rightfully so, as much as I love Bryce Cotton. And, um, but I've always been said that, uh, you know, it should go to a team that is a winning team in the final. And so uh, I'm pretty happy with the, with the ending there, Jalen Adams being the MVP. That absolutely is the thing that you've said. You've said that for three years now on the show that you want your – MVP winner to always come from a winning team. And unfortunately, for the first time we've ever seen in 36 years, the Wildcats didn't make the final. So you probably would have felt a little bit uncomfortable if Bryce if Bryce ended up winning. Yeah, I think so. Um, obviously, uh, you know, I think you take Bryce out of that team and um, yeah, they're, they're nowhere near mm. competing for, for that final spot. So but I think it was the, the rightful winner. Um, I couldn't really see it go to any one else, to mm-hmm. be honest. Yep. You know, Bryce is probably in the running, and maybe, uh, you know, if he had a, an unbelievable game there at the end, you, you, you might have seen him uh, get the win. But um, 
as it went down to it. I think uh, Jalen Adams uh, rightfully so won it. You know what? That would have been fitting. If Bryce had a bigger game in that Sunday game against the Phoenix and he won the game for the Wildcats and they made the finals, he probably wins your award, and that's probably probably quite fitting. So I think that, that works out pretty well. I just want to get your quick thoughts on Jalen Adams. I mean, how special has he been this season? I mean, what, what, have you, what have you made of what he's been able to do for the Kings? Oh, he's been spectacular. Um, you know, he, it's kind of funny that we're talking about Bryce Cotton and Jalen Adams because, you know, Jalen is probably the closest thing I've seen to play at the level that Bryce Cotton has in this league. You know, they both kind of just feel like it. Everyone else on the court is just a step below those two guys. Mm. And the fact that he's, you know, the thing that I like about him as well is he makes the big plays when his team needs it. You know, he, he, uh, he had a game in Indigo where he was really struggling first half mm. and just came alive and hit some big shots. You know, struggling to deal on team, but, you know, that sometimes you just need to manufacture a win. And uh, he was able to step up in the, in the big moments. And he's done that all season. That, you know, that shot he hit against Illawarra there late in the fourth quarter was um, that little step back. It's just, uh, it's just so tough to guard. And, um, yeah, he's a fun player to watch. You know, he's. You know, there's a few players that you just say they're worth the price of admission. He's one of those guys. Yeah, absolutely. We don't like to give you too much credit because you don't need to have a bigger head than you've already got, Sean. But I reckon you're voting this season. It's gone pretty much spot on. If I have a look at your top 10 players on the leaderboard, you've got Jalen Adams, Bryce Cotton, Mitch Creek, Joe Luala Chul, Vic Law, Xavier Cooks, Antonius Cleveland, Josh Majette, Josh Adams, and Duop Reith. That's pretty close to the top 10 players in the league, I reckon. Are you pretty happy with the way... The way that's turned out. Yeah, I think so. Maybe, um, maybe instead of getting twenty-seven people and calculating all these votes, they should just come to me next year, Mike. You know, I'll determine the MVP. Yeah, there we go. There we there we go. I mean, just looking at it, eight eight of your top ten are all part of the either the all first or all second teams as well. Yeah, I think it's uh, you know it, it. There's two things with the MVP: is your team winning, mm-hmm. um, and two consistency. So. You know, if you're only going to come in and play 10 games, you can't be the MVP. But if you can consistently play well and your team wins, you're going to give yourself a chance. And um, it's uh, that's kind of how I've kind of tried to base my, my voting week in and week out with an emphasis on if the team won. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, obviously some outstanding uh, performances as well. All right. I want to get your quick thoughts on a couple of things, Sean, because I know you're, you're a busy man. You've spent a bit of time in Tasmania. It might be a... Might be a nice thing to read about in a book if you ever decide to write one about your time in Tasmania one day. Um, what are your thoughts on the Jack Jumpers getting to the grand final, and what a remarkable story story that is? Look, I've been saying for a few years now that I think um, you know a Tasmania team would be fantastic for the NBL, and I thought the the state would really get behind them. Just kind of based on the the time that I spent there and how popular the sport is and just how much pride everyone has in Tasmania. And, you know, definitely excited when they came into the league. But no way did I think that they would get into the grand final. And, uh, you know, I saw them play at here at RAC Arena early in the season. I just kind of felt like they, they competed, they played well, they were all still trying to figure out their, their role, but I just didn't think they had enough scoring power, enough talent yeah. to not only get into the playoffs, but probably be in the upper echelon of the 
of the league. But then to get into the grand final, I think, um, you know, kudos to everyone involved, the coaching staff, the players buying into their roles. Um, I still kind of shake my head that they, they beat Melbourne United in that game three in Melbourne. That mm. was uh, pretty gutsy and impre- impressive performance. Absolutely. Very quickly, what was your reaction when Brian Gorgian decided to step down as coach of the Hawks? Oh, Look, I, I kind of got that feeling just from the, the press conference when they asked him the question, is, is he going to uh, be back? And he kind of uh, evaded that, that question uh, nicely, yep. um, which kind of gave you that sense that he probably was leaning the other way. I think, you know, it's a big loss for the league. But obviously when uh, when he steps away, gives some opportunities to some, some other people. So I think that um, I was surprised. Especially, I kind of felt like, uh, you know, Gorgian needs to go out with a championship. I thought he might try and do that and then call it quits if that was the plan. But, you know, he did talk about the, the timing. He felt like the timing was right. So, uh, you know, he's been at it a long time and uh, had a lot of wins mm. in a lot of games, Coach. So, he's got a lot of experience that he's going to be able to pass on to uh, to the next generation of coaches. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I haven't had a chance to ask you about this. How do you feel about the playoff streak of the Wildcats coming to an end that you were such a big part of for, for so long? Oh, look, um, I actually went to the game. I was in the crowd, mm. and it was probably one of the most miserable basketball-watching experiences <laughs> I've ever had. Uh, uh, just the pressure and the, the tips and turns of the game, and you know that there's just so much riding on that, and then at the end... Um, you know, they just weren't able to make enough plays. And credit to uh, Phoenix, they, they knocked down some big shots. Kyle Adam, uh just knocked mm. down some huge ones there in the fourth quarter. It was, um, they, you know, from a ex-player's point of view, there was, yeah, there was, you know, it was kind of felt like a little piece of uh, history was kind of ripped out there. You know, it's a long time to start a new 35-year streak. But, you know, I did like what, Ricky Gray said, uh, you know, 35 out of 36 ain't too bad. So um, it was, uh, it, it, you know, I, I really didn't enjoy being, you know, I think probably as next player, the fact that you just didn't have any control. Uh, I, I told my wife this after the game, if I'd been out there and we, we lost the streak or whatever, I, you know, I would have been able to, you know, take that a little bit better. Just But when you got no control and you're just up there and you're watching, is this shot going to go in, go out? You just. It was a hard one to take, but uh, you know, credit to uh, to the Jack Jumpers. They uh, they made a great run, and you know, just kept getting wins. I thought you know they might drop a game here and there, but they didn't. It just feels like a bit of destiny. As to, you know, they were supposed to play in the grand final, and kudos to them in their season. Yeah, no, it really does. All right, two very quickly, Sean Bryce Cotton. How happy are you that he's going to be in Perth for three more years? Oh, super excited! I think um, you know there's. There's two players in the league that can make the difference on a team like him at the moment, Jalen Adams and Bryce Cotton. And, you know, we haven't seen a player like him and, and not a player like him that skill level, but also stay here in the league for that long. You know, you'll get a great player here and there, and then, you know, it's just kind of a, a pit stop in their career. But uh, I love the fact that he just, like, Perth is his home now. And uh, probably similar to me, you just kind of feel his allegiance to the town, to the city, to the team. And you can see that, you know, um, when he takes the core, he uh, he loves putting on the red jersey. The fans love him. So I'm excited to uh, get to see him in person for at least three more years. And, 
before I let you get out of here, Sean, who wins the grand final and how many games does it take? Look, I, you know, I think everyone's going to pick Sydney, and I'm going to pick Sydney only because, I mean, when, when I saw them play live here, I just looked at that team, and barring an injury or something, I just don't, I don't think any team in the past probably 15, 20 years would beat this Sydney Kings team. Mm. Uh, you know, maybe the only other team that I've seen this talented was probably that Brisbane Bullets team back in, uh, I believe it was 2007, eight. Yeah, yep. Yeah, when that Sam McKinnon and TJ Bruton and, and all those guys that went on a 20 game with yeah, to me, that's the only other talented team that I've seen in the past 20 years that would match up with this Sydney Kings. They got everything, and uh, I think it's going to be tough. I think the, the rest of the country outside of New South Wales will um, we'll be rooting on the, the Jack Jumpers, but I don't think they'll have enough firepower to get past the Sydney Kings team. No, it's going to be exciting either way, Sean. And thanks very much for joining us, and thank you for your voting throughout the year, and thank you for the support of Redditch Basketball. Thanks, Mikey. Congrats to Jalen Adams, and uh, I expect Bryce Cotton to take the crown again next year.